If you're studying for the CISSP, CCSP, or CISM certification, you'll probably get a lot of benefit from the WANA Practice app at wanapractice.com. Hundreds of practice questions unavailable anywhere else, all in a simple interactive format, which you can access through any device with a browser. Check out the show notes for a discount code for half off the regular price. Wanna practice? Success and certification is in your hands. Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec, where we discuss all things information, all things security, and all things information security. I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. And I'm Raphael Fiedler. And this week, we're going to talk about getting together, togetherness, cooperation. Kumbaya. <laughs> we're going to talk about a, a subject we've been threatening to talk about for, for I think, a couple of years now. We're getting mm. up there in number. Um, uh, we're going to talk about conferences, specifically tech conferences, because uh, those are the ones I think we're most familiar with. And uh, we're going to talk about the good, the bad. We're going to talk about recent events because Matt has come back from a sojourn at a conference and has <laughs> much to share with us. But first, we got two small uh, um, administrator uh, elements that we have to get rid of. First of all, our Musk scent for this week. This one just tickled me to no end. I don't know if you gentlemen ever use Wikipedia. Is that is that a thing? Yeah, all okay. the time. Love all it. Right. Um, yeah. You know how each year they do a campaign asking for donations. Yep, and I yeah. I usually contribute. Okay, yeah, I I, I have in the past, uh, especially when I've used Wikipedia for certain works, like writing a book, and I used it for research purposes. Then I feel good about giving money back because I know that I was deriving some value from them. Um, Elon Musk offered Wikipedia one billion dollars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Had you heard this, Rafty? Matt, no. Matt obviously has. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, I think I sent you the picture of the of the tweet. <laughs> oh, did, did you? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. He said, I'll give you a billion dollars if you change your name to Dickopedia, <laughs> which I find fantastic. Now that's just mean though. No, I mean, it isn't. There's is no such thing. That's that is generosity. That's benevolent. <laughs> so I gotta point this out. Because I've given to Wikipedia in the past, I'm on their mailing list. And they sent me a um donation solicitation via email earlier this week. I Matt, I'm sure mm -hmm. you get those too if you've donated. Yep. yep. And I replied back. I said, you know, I don't feel like giving this year. Why don't you just take Musk up on his invite? He <laughs> replied back to me. I actually okay. got an email back from the Wikimedia Foundation. Interesting. Was it boilerplate or was it a real person? Uh, I think uh, I think I think it's boilerplate, but the real person who whose signature block is in it is Lindsay Wadley McPherson a donor relations specialist with the Wikimedia Foundation. Um, so <laughs> their excuse, Lindsay's excuse for not taking Musk's money was that if they were to take money, that would affect their editorial perspective. 
All right. So I understand that to some extent, if you want to be an independent body and you're truly trying to be objective, I get that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they don't, they famously do not take advertisements specifically mm-hmm. for that purpose. So good for the Wikimedia Foundation. But changing the name of the property is not an effect on your editorial. And I replied to Lindsay explaining that. <laughs> I have not heard back from her yet. We'll see how that goes. Oh. I would really like to visit Dickopedia. I, I find that awesome. It makes it's me simple. wonder, has somebody already bought the domain Dickopedia? If not, I'm sure they, if they hadn't prior to that tweet, then I'm sure they have. Oh, I'm now. sure 18 million variations of Dickopedia have now been sold. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Um, and the one other piece of administrivia we have to get out of the way is linked directly to our conference topic. Walter Spielman, our number one listener out of our top three, out of our only three, uh, the number one listener has given us yet another few gallons of gas on buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Thank you, Walter. Now, Walter yes. says the reason he gave us the money is because Matt let him sit in Matt's Hellcat when they were together at the ISC Squared Security Congress conference this past week when you finally got to meet one of our listeners, right, Matt? Yep. yep. All right. More than one listener. But yeah, Walter in particular did get the tour of the Hellcat, yes. Give us the tale. Tell us your, your tales of Security Congress, which took place in Nashville. Yeah, Nashville, which is a nice, easy three-hour drive from where I live here in Lexington, so it's not a big deal. It's not, I, I didn't have to traverse continents on airplanes like a lot of people did, uh, coming from from other places and far-flung distances. Uh, Walter uh, had to come from Florida as well as his, uh, his cohort that he was there with. So yeah, I, I got off easy, and that's part of the reason that I went was because it was it was not a big big deal for me to drive down there to it. Um, but yeah, we had arranged, uh, I got down there on Tuesday night. The actual main conference was on Wednesday. Uh, there was a reception Tuesday night. I was able to catch up with him and a few other people, uh, James McQuiggan in particular, who's the uh, chapter president of the Central Florida ISC Squared chapter that Walter is the vice president of. I uh, got to meet them both, um, uh, had some pizza and some beer, and uh, we started talking about just, you know, as as people do, non-techie things, non, <laughs> you know, getting to know each other a little bit, because I knew Walter a little bit, but not not in great detail. And it turns out he's a car guy. And I was like, oh, I've got the Hellcat out in the, the parking lot. And he, and he lit up and he was like, oh, yeah, can we go see? And I was like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we t- took him out there and, and explained why the Hellcat is special with its uh, uh, ginormous engine and all the rumbly noises that it makes and stuff like that. And so he was he was duly impressed. He's a Mustang guy. And but, it's uh, brand new part that you just received from uh... <laughs> yeah, my brand new $14,000 supercharger <laughs> that has <laughs> got on it right now. That thank, thankfully, thanks to Stellantis, uh, Dodge, Dodge's parent company for uh, footing the bill for that because they didn't have to, but they did. Outstanding. So, so, yeah, I, I really love to hear the fact that you talked about non-nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. That to, to me, that's one of the enriching aspects of attending a conference and meeting people in person and sitting down with them. Um, it seems like when we're meeting remotely like this, when we do WebEx or Zoom or whatever the hell it is we're using, we we feel kind of committed to cut to the chase, to get the mm-hmm. work done, to t- you know, to get it over with. 
because it's a, a, a lot more impersonal than sitting down with a physical presence. And maybe that's wrong. Maybe that's too emotion laden for our IT driven uh, universe. But um, there is definitely that core aspect of when you can sit with somebody, you're going to relate to them better or differently than you would if you just did it over technology. Rafti, you're nodding heavily. You like to yeah. meet people in person. Absolutely. No, and I agree. Like um, when you walking and talking is so different than just, I think when you're saying like cut to the chase, it's just like you're sitting in front of a screen, even though you see pictures of other people and you you see their expressions and it's much better than just a phone call. But walking and talking is so much, it's, it's different. It feels different. The pacing is different and it's so great. And this is like conferences typically allow you to walk from one place to the next and sort of like be on the floor or go to a different like an off-site location or something like that and it's it's perfect for stuff like this like okay walking and talking is fine for you know aaron sorkin but i i like matt's approach the sitting and drinking that, that to me, <laughs> also that, very socializing you know that to me has always been the high point of the conference not the keynote speaker not the crappy lunch they serve you not the you know two or three track con uh, uh sessions that you attend it's the social aspect of meeting people after the event or between events um not necessarily the big sponsored parties those to me always seem kind of like forced friendly um mm. where the vendors roll out you know hundreds of thousands of dollars and do all sorts of you know gee whiz stuff that always seems like frippery to me but being able to rub shoulders with someone you've only ever met as a screen name or handle before and sitting down and placing the face and and talking the talk that that is the corroboration that i like mm -hmm. yeah yeah um and and to your point uh yeah there was a uh line dancing thing that was going on the oh evening god <laughs> that i left that Just i because uh, it's nashville yeah yeah because it's nashville you know big country music uh center center of the world and yeah, I, I dipped out on that. I didn't, <laughs> I had no real desire to go there. Plus I was wanting to get home. That was the main reason that I left uh, when I did, but yeah, that was an option. And, but yeah, to your point, that's, uh, uh, that's nice. Okay. That's, that, that, that's fine. But if I'm going to go out to a, a, a line dancing where they shut down the, you know, the whole tavern for, for a group of people, I want to do it with people that I know really well <laughs> and, you know, I'm actual friends with. And, and, and preferably, a cohort with a larger percentage of female population. I mean, <laughs> we, I we've, we've already <laughs> talked about how the IT field does have somewhat of a lack thereof. And, and, you know, uh, yeah. Um, well, all right. So, so let's, that's one of the high points of attending a, a trade show or a tech conference is to meet other like-minded people, some of whom you may have tertiary relationships with only through um, the screen or the, the pixels, uh, and actually, you know, making physical contact thereof. Um, so that's one of the high points. What mm -hmm. are some of the other benefits of attending a conference? Well, I think that they're really good for getting a, a 10,000 foot view of whatever the industry is that you're there to, to do. Uh, uh, you know, and, and in this case, you know, you mentioned the keynote speech speeches and stuff like that. There's a, it's a good way to pick up on what's happening in the zeitgeist of the industry. And in our industry, uh, there's always changes. There's always new stuff, new threats, new uh, solutions. And it's a good way to see, 
okay, how are these other companies handling these types of things, these types of threats, these types of, uh, of issues that are going on? Um, and a security conference is a great way to see, you know, what's the, what's the latest threat and what's the way that we're dealing with it. Agreed. Agreed. Um, I, I, I also happen to think that you get more of that vibe from going to the vendor floor the the trade show floor because usually mm -hmm. congress they have two you know separate domains they have an area where the speeches are taking place they have an area where the vendors have set up their booths and are hawking their wares and just by walking up and down those aisles not even visiting each vendor or talking to them about their products you get a feel for what the big buzzwords are going on right now yeah. Um, uh, the last, the last Congress I attended was in Florida, um, few years back, I think the year prior to the pandemic and, um, CASB, CASB was the number one thing that everyone kept screaming as you walked up and down the aisles between the booths. I'm going to guess, Matt, not even having attended the Nashville event, I'm going to guess AI was the thing. Uh, as you were walking around, did did you go ding, to the ding ding, show? ding 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 ding? Yes. Okay, all right, good. Yeah, good. AI is the is the number one thing on everybody's mind right now. Yeah, with regards to security, you know, ways to make it uh, help you secure your investment, and also ways to counteract any threats that it may pose. And how many tortured naming conventions of product name GPT did you see? <laughs> I don't think I saw any. I didn't oh, spend much good. time in the in, in the trade show area though. But uh no I, I don't recall seeing any anything that was something something GPT, no. Oh okay. All right. What I don't like about those things, and this is, of course, like all, as you said, like the, we're rotating through words here uh, typically, but of course it dilutes um, the meaning of it. Uh, I mean, AI it means everything at this point. <laughs> and I, I, as a vendor, I hate this. And then when I, when I hear people who are asking for military grade encryption and I'm like, but you don't mention it on your website. And I'm like, because it's not, it's like, People are using those words. And now with AI, aren't you applying any AI? And like, we have multiple algorithms in Portmaster. And I'm like, but we're not calling them AI. Maybe we should. I know we should at some point, but it's, I just hate that sort of stuff. I hate it so much. It, it's, it, you, I think we said this about 100 episodes back that the, the, the very names, AI, machine learning, um, yeah. heuristic algorithms, all of that crap has been applied to every product. You know, our new toilet paper has AI embedded in it. You know, <laughs> what, is, what? How, what does that mean? And, and they end up torturing it to the point of meaninglessness. That's exactly what you're saying, Rafti. Um, yeah. yeah. And I, I think I trade shows like this, of course, are a factor where stuff like this amplifies because everybody's talking about it and you feel like you have to, it's the peer pressure. It's like you getting, if you don't have ChatGPT or AI on your booth somewhere, you will get called out and you will be asked, where is it? <laughs> and it, exa it? it exacerbates that same kind of marketing blitz of, of crap. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you there. Um, now, I, I, I don't call that a negative of the conference, though. I, I do like that the conference does give you that feel. I think Matt's absolutely correct. It, it, it attunes you to what people are interested in at the moment, whether or not that thing is going to be lasting or add some additional benefit to your environment. It's at least knowing what the industry is doing and talking about. Okay, um, what are some of the other benefits of attending a conference? 
Uh, <laughs> swag, I guess. <laughs> yeah, that's a big one. That's a big one. I, I, I love one, getting but... shirts. I yeah. love getting, you know. Yeah, absolutely. There are definitely people that love all the tchotchkes, all the, the free shirts, the free bags, the free water bottles, this, that, the other. Oh, you know, come by our booth and, you know, throw a dart and you'll get a free, you know, copy of such and such software. Uh, yeah, I, 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 I did get a lot of swag. Um, I came home and promptly dumped it all on the kitchen table and told everyone in the house, go ahead and take whatever you want. <laughs> I don't have, don't have any interest in that. To this day, Robin keeps asking me, why do you wear a shirt of somebody else's company? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. As, as an entrepreneur, it's hard for me to want to wear somebody else's logo. <laughs> My answer is if it's a comfortable shirt. I'm still going to wear it. And in many cases, I have shirts of companies that have not existed for 20 years. That doesn't Companies that have long since bit the dust. As we've already established, you're a hoarder. So I'm not surprised in the least that you probably have some <laughs> old Gateway 2000 <laughs> t-shirt somewhere. <laughs> E-pinions. Yep, I sure do. I sure do. Um, all right, so yeah, now I'm going to, I'm going to pile on, on top of swag and don't, don't ever down talk swag. Swag is important. Um, uh, uh, CPEs. Yeah. And this is, this is a really, um, over calibrated way to go about getting CPEs. But those of us who have certifications, whether it's ISC squared or ISACA or CompTIA or whatever, you need to maintain your cert and you need to earn a certain number of continuing professional education credits or continuing education units, depending what certification body you're going with. Um, and attending a conference qualifies. And, yeah. and the nice thing about the conference is once you've paid the, uh, uh, the conference fee for attending, um, you're automatically tracked as getting all of those hours. Whether you're paying attention at the conference itself for eight hours a day or whether you're at the trade show or at the bar or whatever, you're still getting your hours. Not well, that I'm saying that you should cheat on your CPEs. What I'm saying is being part of the overall event still qualifies, regardless of where you are inside the event. Now, I'm not 100% sure if that's still the case, because they do have people at at each uh, station as you walk into the the um the the conferences the the individual things that are scanning your barcode they scan your... you going in okay okay but they don't but, scan you coming out it's, right. it's not a time clock <laughs> right you know yeah yeah so yeah, right. yeah continuing education is uh and and i don't think that uh ben you or i really struggle to to get our annual quota of we're of doing it right education. now <laughs> right. this is <laughs> this and, is our cpes and to all our, any of our listeners who who have uh, continuing education requirements listening to this podcast also counts for uh continuing cpes ceus uh stuff like that so yeah we're not really hurting that much and and i did not really see that as a as a, a reason to go for myself but obviously there were people there who get their whole year's worth of cpes just by attending a two or three day conference so yeah yep agreed agreed um i'm gonna add another one to that social aspect we talked about in addition to meeting up with the people that you've only ever seen via a screen you can meet new people and make new friends and new connections yeah. um do a lot of the networking the human networking uh that's so sorely lacking in our industry sometimes um and you already know that you have a self-selected group of like-minded people they're all there for the same reason you are even if it is just to get cpes or swag or whatever it is <laughs> um 
And, you know, I'll tell you, um, one of the things I, I, I kind of miss about smoking is that whenever you'd go outside the hotel or the conference center to the smoking area, that was a great 10-minute time to be forced to stand next to somebody else and talk. It, 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 it <laughs> yeah. gave you a social lubricant. It gave you a reason to engage with somebody else. Because otherwise, if you're inside and you're just having your little snack at the lunch table or, or whatever, you know, having some coffee or whatever, you don't have to interact with somebody else. You can stand there at the table. You can look over the swag you picked up that morning. You know, you can create your own isolated little bubble. But when you go to the smoking area or the bar or whatever, you have sort of a forced camaraderie and, and you immediately start to talk with other folks. And, and I like that aspect of conferences. You all get to uh, share your, your lung cancer stories. Is that what you're saying? And commiserate about how shitty the weather is in the smoking area. Because <laughs> it's always outside. <laughs> it's always outside. I mean, it has been since the 1980s. You know, it's, yeah. you know, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, the, yeah. The, the one thing I'll, I'll add to that, though, is um, as uh, uh, gregarious and outgoing as I may seem sometimes, I'm really not that... <laughs> <laughs> that engaging whenever oh, I'm in person. You're, you're only personable on TV. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I tend to be a little bit on the introverted side and and, and stick to myself. So I, it's it's harder for me. I'm not like, I, I mean, I used to be much more outgoing, but um, as I've aged, I've, uh, I've kind of withdrawn a little bit. So I think that's a nerd commonality. Yeah, I and would I, agree. Yeah. Yeah. When you say, yeah. And I feel like this makes it easier, of course, as well um in the industry because i think that's that you're more likely to have like-minded people in that regard as well but ben you were saying like that we are not a very well connected industry and i'd i'd say I, I i don't know which one would be better connected i feel like especially because common threats and helping each other and the the work ethics i think the the uh, like we are very much connected and like talking I, I, to each I'm other. Sorry, I, I may have misspoken and not conveyed that properly. In terms of mutual assistance and mutual aid, we're fantastic. And, and, and we've talked about the cooperative element of InfoSec and IT in the past. What I mean is the the social layer. Um, we, we, we don't have as much just, hey, let's take the nerds bowling kind of thing. You know, I mean, the, the, we that's not a... <laughs> it's, it's not a frequent occurrence, I don't think. Uh, uh, Rafti, correct me if I'm wrong. You're saying the Swifties are more connected than we are. Well, the Swifties have an external venue to go to purposefully on a regular basis. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, and the Swifties I, I, have bracelets. They do bracelet exchange. That's how they, they meet each other. I don't know is that a thing? Yeah, I, I it's very much a thing, okay. yes. Having, okay. having been to a... Uh, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, not Taylor Swift concert, but a Taylor Swift uh, 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 tribute concert. Yes, bracelets are a thing. I, I ended up with bracelets on my on my wrist after I went to it. <laughs> As it's it's swag. Swift and, swag. And, 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 and what I'm saying, Rafti, and correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, I just, there aren't many events that we go to that aren't conferences. I mean, in terms of getting us together and saying, hey, let's all just go golfing or let's go to the bar or let's go walk our dogs together I, I just don't think we do that it depends i mean golfing is not a thing but meetups are a thing and depending on the age hackathons are a thing um so i there are a couple of things you can go to to meet other tech and security-minded people 
I, yeah, I, I just think we most. should do more. And, and I'm saying on a, on a social informal basis, I like that idea. Um, all right. So any other uh, recognizable benefits of attending conferences? I think we hit the high points. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, you do legitimately learn stuff. You do legitimately leap, legitimately meet people. So yeah, it's, yeah, there's, there, there's lots of good. What do you got, Robin? Okay. Yeah, I wanted to say one of the low points. Why? Oh, well, we haven't gotten that. We're gonna get. We're gonna get there. We're gonna okay, get there. Good. Okay. I just wanna. I wanna polish off the good stuff. Oh, one other thing. <laughs> How about the actual sessions that the conference ostensibly is planned for? Some of them are very good. I have seen some yeah. excellent speakers at certain trade shows. Now, unfortunately, they're outweighed by the many boring and forced topics that you could tell were purchased by the vendor just to get their speaker in there to tout uh, a subject related to their product. Yeah. Um, uh, but, but sometimes you find those nuggets of gold, you get those presentations that just knock your socks off. And even when those presentations don't have a lot of actionable substance to them, like this is something I can take back to my environment to make it more secure. Even if it's just rah, rah, here's a piece of history or here's an anecdote or here's a thing that makes us cool. Those can be really fun and invigorating and make us feel good about our industry again. Yep. Y'all had that experience? Yeah, yeah. I, it, it makes me think in particular of this one at a forensic conference several years ago I went to uh, Rafael Los, who runs a podcast. I love Rafael Los. Yes. Uh, yeah. He, um, down the podcast, rabbit hole. yeah, down the security rabbit hole. Uh, he was at that conference and he was at one of the sessions that uh, I, I was attending. He was speaking and all I did was sit in front of the, the, the crowd. I had no idea who he was. I hadn't heard of his podcast at that point, but all I did was sit in front of the crowd and just tell, tell stories about all the, the, the cybersecurity things. And, you know, they were humorous. They were uh, 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 very intriguing. And it was just listening to somebody tell stories for an hour. And then afterwards, I ran into him at the airport and I told him, I was like, that was <laughs> that was one of the best ones I've ever had. And he's like, oh, cool. Subscribe to my podcast. And I was like, I will. <laughs> and it's a great show, which yeah. is just him telling stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. So that, Let's there's get him as a guest at some point. I think that'd be really cool. <laughs> I doubt he even remembers me. <laughs> but yeah, sure. I'll see if I can reach out. Just, just drop my name. That'll work. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I've tried that trick. <laughs> that usually gets me shut out quick. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I, I've got to see Bruce Schneier do a presentation. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen Jennifer Granick speak. Um, there, there's been those moments that were just, exceptional and that does make the the effort and expense of attending kind of worth it mm -hmm. yep all right now rafti go ahead okay. let's start with the downside <laughs> of attending conferences i wanted to frame it as an upside you know um oh, oh, we were okay. talking right. about sharing sharing stuff and and gaining resilience and when I think about conferences, I always think about like, depending on the, the length of them, but if it's a three day event or something, I usually am sick at least two days after, you know, I come oh, home, my dish. notes are running. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. It is horrible. If it's only a but one day event, usually everything is fine. But if it's a couple of days, then. <laughs> but that's from the moment you step into the airport. I mean, that... <laughs> You know, it doesn't matter whether you're going to Disneyland or you're going to a conference, you know? I mean, the minute you rub shoulders with the masses, you know you're collecting uh, all sorts of pathogens, right? 
I don't know. With the airport, I've been flying not so frequent the last couple of years. But um, the last time when I flew this summer, I was fine afterwards. So the flying did not, like, got me sick. It usually is the the conference afterwards. <laughs> well, get used to that feeling, Rafti, because now you have a young child. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and you have a disease vector that goes out into the world, acquires everything, and brings it home with them. And you've got that for the next 12 years, I think. They're really, really virulent. <laughs> Matt, am I wrong? <laughs> no, uh, it's not that bad. It, 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 but, Listen yeah. to him play it down. This is what parents do. This is what parents do. They play it down. <laughs> but yeah, once one kid comes home with a with a cold or the flu, then yeah, it quickly makes its way through the rest of the family. That's for sure. But 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 all that is good at strengthening immune systems and getting us ready for uh, you know the coming next pandemic. The apocalypse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because I will say, exactly. uh, as a parent of four, neither my wife nor I had coronavirus. We never got COVID, and I don't know if that's uh, attributed to the immune system that our children gifted us with, but we we, we did come through it scot-free, so there's that. <laughs> you do have that? The, 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 talk about herd immunity. It's a very small herd, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, very good. Um, other negatives, in addition to the Petri dish effect, um, well, to to kind of you know just tag on to to Rofty's part, um, the 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 physiological effect of going to a conference for days on end, the travel, the staying in a hotel, all that kind of stuff, it wears on you. It it it's hard to do. <laughs> and even you know, I, I only went for a day. Uh, well, I, I say a day. I was gone for about uh, uh, twenty eight hours or so uh, from my home, but I had to sleep overnight in a hotel. Uh, there was all the, the the driving. There was, you know, obviously the the rubbing shoulders and being around, you know, large masses of other people. But it's tiring. It just wears you out, especially That's, at this age. Yeah, ex exactly. You know, as we're getting into our, you know, uh, Rafi, are you forty yet? You're Stop 40. smirking! No. Stop smirking, you Australian <laughs> bastard! Just because yeah. you're youthful and exuberant. <laughs> Yeah, I'll be, you know, I'm knocking on, on 50 uh, here in about a year and a half. Uh, ben, you're already in your 50s. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's tough. <laughs> it ain't easy. Yeah. Go, yeah. Going to get the mail is hard at some days. Um, but yes, yeah, it is so used to things. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's a toll you pay physically. There's no doubt. There's no doubt. Yeah, yeah even just sleeping. Uh, I, I mean, if I don't take a Unisom when I'm staying, uh, you know, overnight at a hotel or something like that, I get terrible sleep. And even with the Unisom, it's not great sleep. And, you know, anyways. I'm, oh, I'm uh, with you. No, I, I'm totally with you. You're paying a physical toll. Um, yeah, Rafi. Rafi's closed his real age to us in the text. and uh, <laughs> We won't violate your privacy and get arrested by the GDPR police. Um, <laughs> But let, let's talk about the other tolls you pay. How about the financial toll? Yes. It's neat to get together with friends. I'm not sure I want to pay $900 to get together with my friends. Um, and that's yeah. just to attend the fucking conference. Yeah. 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 Then there's yeah. the gas money or airfare. There's the food. There's the hotel. And the hotels love nerds. And they love nerd conferences because they know that we have a greater than average personal income and the rates for conference attendees go through the roof. Um, I, I will never attend RSA ever again. 
Uh, I taught an ISC squared class at RSA 2019, I want to say, was it possibly? Um, so I got free attendance at the conference and ISC squared paid for my hotel room in downtown San Francisco, where um, RSA is traditionally held. The hotel was very nice. The hotel was not worth the $1,200 per night that ISC. Our ISC Square paid for me to be in that hotel. That is ridiculous. I would never pay $1,200 a night to stay in a hotel. Go ahead, Rocky. Especially because it's not like you're not on a vacation. And that's the thing, like what Matt was saying. And I wanted to to add on this as well. And you very beautifully went over there because it's like you're exhausted and you're like taking time off of your normal work. Like everything else waits, keeps waiting on you and piling up. Um, and then you come back, you're exhausted and you paid so much money for that. And you're like, Does, is it even worth it? I, and this yeah. is the reason why I recommend for people go, getting into this meetups. Usually, sometimes they're sponsored by a company. So everything is free there and it's only a one evening event. So, but yeah, exactly. conferences. You you can get you can get a, a rudimentary form of the same interactions at the smaller conferences or the meetups or the, the vendor sponsored events. Now the vendor sponsored events you're gonna have to sit through the sales pitch. It's like going on a free um three day getaway, but you have to sit through the fucking timeshare presentation. I mean you're good you're paying your toll. You're paying your toll either with money or time. So so there yeah, is yeah. that. And and that's just something you agree. Now I conversely I will say that B sides um I don't know if you all are familiar with the B sides gatherings. B sides was created um about 15, 17 years ago. Um, by some attendees who went to DEFCON in Vegas. And this is, you know, as DEFCON was blowing up and it became the huge thing, that the Goliath that it is today. And, and what they all realized is they had, they had created some online chat rooms among themselves prior to attending. And they said, hey, we've known each other for a while. Let's meet up. Let's get together. Let's talk about this thing and that thing. And they realized that among them, just as attendees, of DEFCON and Black Hats, that there were subjects that DEFCON and Black Hats was not gonna cover that they wanted to see covered. So they decided while they were in Vegas together for the conference anyway, they'd rent um, a house and they'd pull people together and they'd give a little lecture among themselves, the B side of the album mm -hmm. where Black Hat is the, the main track, right? And um, it took off and it, it became its own by the next year. They already had something like 900 people wanting to sign up just for the B-sides. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And what they immediately did upon each of them going back to their own individual cities is they set up their own little franchises of local B-sides. And in most major metropolitan areas, you can find a nerd B-sides conclave where you're at. We have one here in NOLA. And um, it's fantastic. Hmm. And almost invariably, because it is run by and without sponsors, um, owned by nerds, for nerd purposes only and not as a conference, it's invariably cheaper and easier and the content is greater. I attended ours this year. 
I think it was $35 to show up for an all day event. And they wow. did have food wow. that was, that was subsidized by the, uh, one of the vendors locally. Um, and it was great lecture after lecture was wonderful. They were all small sessions. Um, one of the ones I attended, there were 12 people sitting in the room with the presenter. It was great. So I, of those, I think B sides takes the curse off of the large conference, uh, mm. problems. Yeah, um, yeah, we did something similar here in Lexington. We had a thing called Lexmug, Lexington Microsoft Users Group. That's where, where I met Joey and a bunch Joey, of my Joey, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, uh, I ran it for a few years. I was the chairperson. Joey was chairperson after me. But yeah, it was just local guys getting together at a place called, of all things, the Central Kentucky Computer Society that was populated by old people. <laughs> it was old people from like the, you know, who were into the computers since the 70s and the 80s. Old timer gray beards who knew, knew computer stuff. But they let us use their, uh, their, their main meeting room for, you know, an hour every month. We would get 30, 40, 50 people. We'd have somebody speak. You know, it could be on anything, but it was always something of local interest, technical in nature. And then you got to know all the people locally. And it was free to attend, and we would have free pizza that was paid for by a sponsor or something like that. And it was good content. And so, yeah, those types of things. And 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 that, uh, it still exists in some other incarnation. Somebody else is running it now. But it's still a good alternative to going to a big, expensive conference. And they're not slick, and you're not going to get swag, and they're not going to have hot girls in skimpy clothes that they pay to stand at the booth and hand the stuff out. But you're going to get the core elements of what it is that we talked about in terms of the beneficiary, you know, the, 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 ben I'm sorry, the beneficial aspects of attending a trade show or a conference. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Boiled yeah. down to its essence. Yeah. The yeah. knowledge and the, and the networking are, are, if, if those are two of your key takeaways, you can get those locally. Yep. Um. All right, so some of the other downsides to conferences. Um they when they become popular, they become very they become very corporatized. And I'm as capitalist as anybody in the world, but when the conference um owners can start charging platinum level sponsorship to vendors at ten thousand to a hundred thousand dollars, um you know that the content is going to steer in those directions. Yeah. And, and the topics that get covered are going to necessarily be non-controversial, which isn't always bad because I don't want to stand, I, I don't want to sit and listen to some asshole at a podium tell us some, I, I don't know, racist thing. Okay. I mean, or, or whatever, you know, I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear controversy just for the sake of controversy. But on the other hand, when you know that the corporations get involved, you understand that anything that shakes the wagon is going to be removed from the curricula. So there isn't anything that's really challenging. There isn't anything that's really innovative or novel. And it kind of makes everything sort of vanilla in flavor. You, you all kind of feel that way, too? Yeah, yeah. And and which then turns it into, okay, why am I here again? Because this guy is just spouting off something from the 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 mission statement of their company <laughs> and not really getting into uh some of the the stuff that really applies to me. Yeah, that that can happen. And 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 to that point, the corporatization has turned these things into freaking light and sound shows with huge displays and they spend so much money on making these keynotes flashy and, you know, sizzling and, you know, get you interested in stuff like that. And I'm like, golly, how much did they spend 
I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars on laser shows, you know, while you're being seated <laughs> in, in, a, in a giant, you know, I compared it to a, uh, uh, a mega church, you know, going, going in, <laughs> you know, we're all going to sit here and, and the preacher is going to be up front and tell us all about the new God that they're evangelizing. So, yeah. What do you yep. got, Rafi? Nothing I'm just, yeah, I'm just agreeing. Is that, I just <laughs> agree. Silently agree. And yeah. I wanted to say, I think this is partly as well why the B side is interesting as well. Like you can attend both. Like at the B side, if your company pays for it, the main event, the the B side is sometimes free. It's free in Vienna as well if you're around here, um, and you can. And maybe there's some interesting stuff over there, and you you attend both. And they yeah. they are designed to be close to each other. So. Agreed. Agreed. And but but I think Matt's absolutely correct. Why am I paying nine hundred dollars, or my company paying nine hundred to listen to a sales pitch? <laughs> you know, to connect. The the vendor should be paying me the nine hundred dollars to, right. to to try to sell me. You know, and it's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I get that. I get that. Um, and you know, I've been a conference speaker. I've been a conference attendee. I know for a fact that if you try to propose anything challenging, or if you try to propose any risky topic, it's not going to make the cut. Um, no matter how good an idea it is, they don't want to threaten having sponsors pull out. And yeah. when you're talking about six-figure sponsorships, I can understand that. I don't fault them for, for, for avoiding that kind of controversy, but that's just the nature of the beast. Yeah. Um, any other downsides? Any other downsides? Oh, you want to talk about food? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, tell it, Matt. Say the word because it's true. Oh, what word is that? Crappy. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, I was actually surprised. It, it, it was, it was, it, it was a little bit above mediocre at this thing. But again, it goes back to all right. If they've got these hundred thousand dollars sponsors and everybody's paying a thousand bucks a pop to be here, why am I getting? Uh, less than airplane grade food, you know, the pasta, the chicken, the, you know, the whatever. Uh, it was. And we, we understand, we understand that it's hard to feed 2,500 people in one sitting. Yeah. You know, Matt and I both were at the Air Force Academy and we, we, we got to sit in the largest dining hall in the world every day yeah. as they yeah. served concurrently, you know, 4,000 people. Yeah. Um, but, but and Mitch's that food was, was oddly good. Yeah, you know? Mitchell's yeah. was good. <laughs> it, it, Mitchell Hall served some some. And good we had food. waiter service. It wasn't a buffet. It was actual. Right. You know, we had waiters assigned to our tables, named after a Wisconsinite. And um, uh, what I don't understand is with all the, like you said, with all the sponsorship, with the price of attending, why not have it catered? And I understand you can't scale to 2,500 people from a catering service or even a local restaurant, but why not have several and maybe even do it buffet style? Have one table full of Kentucky Fried Chicken, have one full of McDonald's, have one full of Carabas, one full of whatever it is that the local vendors are there, have that for each of the meals. The food's invariably going to be better than whatever the kitchen could produce at volume. Super cool <laughs> idea. I yeah. like it. I say roll in the food trucks. There's already a system in place for this. It's called food trucks. Beautiful. Beautiful. And give everyone a bracelet. And then you can go from food truck to food truck and get as many foods as you want and whatever it is you want. Everybody wins in that situation. I'm, I'm, I'm totally in agreement with you. Yeah. And then you get bracelets at IT conferences as well. This is what you're going for. I see. 
Oh, it's, it's like not just the Swifties with the okay. yeah, yeah, it's not just the Swifties with the bracelets. It's it BS as well. Hey, it's More better bracelets. than a T-shirt. Honestly, you know, having a bracelet from each conference you attended—that'd be that'd be a neat keepsake for hoarders like me of souvenir collectors. You know, here's my DefCon 2019. You know, that would be that would be pretty cool, wouldn't it? And less storage space. <laughs> I disagree, yeah. but I understand. Yeah. All right. Um, other downsides to the conference, um, like I mentioned, just the sheer overpopulation. When it becomes too popular, uh, the availability of hotels goes through the roof. Um, uh, the availability of even going to a restaurant in the local area, depending on which city you're in, uh, can be hard to get reservations. Um, you, you know, waiting in line for all the things that you wanted to do while you were in that city, uh, it, it stifles a lot of those opportunities. Plus, one of the neat things about B-Sides is when you attend, it's a smaller venue or mug or whatever it is, um, you know that everyone there is on the same page as you are, at least in terms of what your interests are. When you attend a super conference, you get the hangers on, you get the the rubberneckers, you get the journalists who don't even know <laughs> what the hell they're looking at. And, and you're clogging it up with a bunch of people who are outside of the congregation, you know, the, the yeah. non-acolytes. And, and they sort of clutter up that social sphere, too. Yeah, yeah. And and speaking of cluttering, one of the things that I noticed that I had not even considered until I went to this was how much it felt like high school, Move, going back and forth between different ballrooms, between, you know, to, to different talks, to different uh, speeches and stuff like that, and just the gaggle uh the the crush of humanity in a hallway going from this ballroom to that ballroom and oh my gosh and since I, you're carrying your swag it's like you're carrying your books from classroom to classroom yeah exactly like being in high school again complete with the cafeteria <laughs> where certain kids <laughs> hang out and on day two it starts to smell like high school too yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, so. i'm with you i'm with you uh absolutely true absolutely true um, other downsides, you know, that your data is being replicated and distributed. Mm. Um, in many cases, this is beneficial, but you also know that the sponsors who paid the six figure sponsorships are getting all your contact info too. And you have no idea what they're going to do with it downstream. Yeah. And in fact, I've been to conferences where you cannot attend unless you share viable contact information, because really? that's part of how they're benefiting from hosting the conference. It's it's how they're offsetting some of the cost and profiting from it. Um, they're going to want to sell to you. They're going to want to use that for marketing purposes at some point. Um, that's not always agreeable. I mean, yeah, sure. Sometimes yeah. I like getting offers. But on the other hand, it's uh, it's another sinkhole for a uh, bunch of contact information I don't want out there. Uh, so yeah, that's a, it's a privacy concern. Yeah. And, and to, to the point of, of this one, I think ISC, ISC two now, I didn't, I didn't realize they had changed to ISC two. They're no longer ISC squared. <laughs> that was made abundantly clear at this conference, but they, they, they seem to be pretty good with all the opt outs and, um, and not uh, nagging you with a, a bunch of emails afterwards or phone calls or stuff like that. We'll, we'll, we'll see though how it goes. Give it a month. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh yeah, so the other thing I think Rafti even mentioned this was the 
the sunk cost of, of going to these, I'm a small business owner. Uh, I, I had to pay for this out of pocket. And there was the, 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 the money that I had to pay for the hotel and for the travel and for the, uh, the, the conference registration. But yeah, as Rafi said, that was a day of work that I had to miss. The and, opportunity and, cost. Yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, the case can be made, well, you know, you're going to make that back by the contacts that you make. Maybe it's the, you know, the networking that you do, you're, they're going to give you work. Maybe problem, probably not, but maybe. Yeah. So, yeah, your, your thoughts on that. What do you got, Rafi? No, I wanted to add, like, imagine you have like an incident during that time. Like yeah. there are so many people there. Um, the internet is crappy maybe breaks down even fully like mm -hmm. and uh, as ben was saying like you were waiting in line for basic stuff mm -hmm. um it's hard like it is yeah. an actual risk you're taking there yeah yeah not being physically there i mean it's the same whenever i take vacation or i have to go travel for other reasons as well but yeah i either have to have coverage like like joey will cover for me or um yeah mo most of the time i have remote access to, to stuff but there are some times where you just have to be like okay i gotta be there well screw it I've, i'm three hours away i gotta drive it, yeah and if you're like I, it depends on the area where you are but like the wi-fi usually is mm -hmm. like unusable oh i refuse so many to people. touch their wi-fi i, I, will I, never I so understand it. <laughs> it's a security risk as well yeah. um and if you and cell service with so many people at the same place also is crappy so yeah. like vacation is not the same situation. You you can typically be in a place where you have internet when you're on vacation, but with a conference, you can get in a situation where you're like not reachable or you you can't act um, necessarily. And if you're just an employee in a big corporation, somebody else will cover for you. But if you're a small business owner, um, like this is a consideration you have to take as well. Yep. Yeah. The risk definitely. you're taking. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, and more more to that as well, Matt, it's not really your target audience for your customer base. Yeah. I mean, you're yeah, not yeah. you're not going to be selling your your services through through that kind of contact arrangement anyway. Um Right. You you may get some other opportunities that are, you know, referral based or whatever, but <laughs> it's not the same kind of thing, right? Right, right. The CISO of, of a Fortune five hundred company is not going to be coming to to Matt Snotty at Network Therapist for <laughs> some work that he needs done. Moreover, you don't want that. I mean that you can't operate at that scale anyway, right? Yeah, I mean right, yeah. right. Yeah. So yeah. So there's that. But, and, uh, and and that's kind of how I felt about it. One of the reasons I didn't, Nashville's not too far for me either. But one of the reasons I didn't want to is, is those same reasons. Those are two days that I'm not writing questions for the app. Um, those are two days where I'm, I'm kind of a competitor with ISC Squared in terms of the training delivery. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm kind of just walking into their thing and trying to pay. To me, it just seemed kind of skeevy. I mean, I know I'm supposed to go and, and promote myself and blah, blah, blah. But it just didn't seem like, like the right venue to do that. It's mm -hmm. it, it seemed more smarmy than anything else. So, uh, you know, that, that that's just that's just not the right place to try self-promotion. Yeah. Yeah. And and to that point, there are conferences that, that would be geared exactly towards what you what what you would uh, be trying to 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 sell or 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 make connections in? So. Oh, oh, and at, at, at previous con uh, conferences, I, I went to one of the congresses in Austin many years ago, and when I was still working for ISC Squared and wrote the ISC Squared books, they actually had a book signing for me. They had a signing oh. event, and um, 
and nerds lined up to get my autograph on their CCSP book. And, <laughs> and I knew they actually wanted to see me because Robin had attended and was standing next to me and they didn't even try to talk to her. They just wanted my <laughs> autograph. So that's how I knew that I'd actually made it nerd big time. Uh, yeah. Yeah. They had a book signing at this one also. Uh, Alan Greenman, I think he is. I think it was his name. Uh, uh, reporter for Wired. I think he's editor in chief now of Wired or, or some big wig at Wired. Uh, had, he, he was one of the keynote speakers and he had written a book and uh, they were giving away copies of his book and he would uh, sign it for you. And it, you know, I want to talk about a crush of people. You want to see a thousand nerds all running to <laughs> this guy's table to get a to get an autographed free copy books? of, yeah, a, of yeah. a free book. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was, so I begged out, and and later on in the day, I, I pulled somebody from ISC Squared aside and was like, "Hey, you got any of those books left?" And she's like, "Yeah, you want one?" I was like, "Yeah." So she ran over and got me one, and I didn't have to go through all the crowd to get it. Uh, Walter helped me with that endeavor. We uh, we had a little uh, uh, side op to go to a go scavenger get scavenger hunt. <laughs> yeah, that's excellent. Excellent. Hey, speaking of which. You ran into another couple of listeners. You want to oh, yeah. give them a shout out too? Um, Joe Childros. Uh, yes. Uh, he uh, and I caught up. Um, that was one of those where we were playing tag for uh, 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 several hours trying to find each other because neither of us, I think, knew who each other was or looked like or anything like that. So it was literally just, uh, uh, thankfully, ISC Squared has an app. Uh, for the conference, a conference app, and you can see all the other attendees and you can message other attendees through the app. So really able to send each other direct messages without knowing each other's phone numbers or email addresses or anything like that. So, yeah. That's so we wild. Sending each other messages, and I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I'm walking in. I'm wearing, you know, a uh, blue jacket and jeans, and he's like, okay, I'm wearing khakis and a polo, <laughs> and, and, I, and finally, you know, getting close enough to, uh, and I'd be like, Joe, and he's like, Matt, <laughs> oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> That's fantastic. So. Bo now, both Walter and Joseph um, are former uh, students in my classes. Um, okay. and, and I think they both saw you do your forensic presentation in, in oh, really? Okay. Courses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's great. That's awesome. And and Joseph also helping out doing some of the, the review for the CISA material for WANA practice, which should be coming out uh, very great. soon. Good, 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 good. Anybody else? Um, there were a couple of other people that messaged me. I wasn't able to get, uh, get up with them. It was just so, it was just so crazy. There was just so many people and trying to, to get to meet someone, try, trying to find a quiet place to meet people. It's harder than it, than it looks, especially when you're tired and you're grouchy and you, you need to start smoking. You've eaten crappy food. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I guess so. Uh, do you want do you want to just name the other people that tried to meet up? I mean, it sounds like you have some celebrity status now um, for being a SSOI. I'm not going to name anybody else because I, uh, 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 Joe and Walter, I specifically got permission to to okay, say that's names. fair. That's fair. So that's for fair. privacy reasons, I won't say anybody else's name. But yeah, there there were some other people that reached out and and know that I did appreciate that. And sorry we weren't able to to meet up. But uh, okay, you know, I'm sure we will at some point in the future. And a big sensuous sounds thank you to everyone who tried to hit Matt up. Remember, whenever you find Matt in the wild, uh, all you have to do is walk up to him, say sensuous sounds, and he's forced, obligated, contractually required to buy you a drink. So, so do that. <laughs> do that whenever you find him in the wild. Do not do that. <laughs> <laughs> or do not expect a drink. <laughs> Unless I'm going to Venmo me five bucks. <laughs> 
Uh, all right. Well, awesome. I want to thank everybody again um, uh, to our listeners, to the attendees, um, the folks who reached out to Matt, um, the folks who keep making the show just a fun thing to do, uh, even yeah. though it's not particularly lucrative. Um, <laughs> uh, Matt, anything you want to say in closing about Congress or conferences in general? Um, overall, it was enjoyable. Um, uh, overall, I... I, I don't know that I'm going to go to next year's <laughs> or even the years after that, <laughs> it's, but it's good. It's what if it was in Lexington? Oh, if it was in Lexington, yeah, I absolutely would go. But but then I, because that negates some of the complaints, which are that I would be able to sleep in my own bed yep. <laughs> and that I would uh, uh, be able to get to and from it very quickly and, and stuff like that. So, yeah, that's that's totally different. But yeah, when, you know, when you have to go and stay overnight, and Lord help me, if I had to go fly somewhere and stay for a week, oh, that, that that's very very difficult for me to do. So, um, but yeah, overall, I think it was fine. Um, I like to be grumpy and complain about stuff, but that's just by my nature. <laughs> it's not necessarily the fault of anybody that that was there. The guys who square put on a great show, um, and I, I I think I found some I, I I learned some good stuff from it. Excellent. Excellent. Rafti, anything you want to close with in terms of uh, conferences, trade shows, and the like? No, no. Okay. All right. Well, good. Um, thank you again, gentlemen. Another fine episode. Until next time, I'm Ben Maliso. And I'm Matt Snotty. And I'm Rafael Fiedler. Join us again next week for another episode of The Sensuous Sounds of InfoSec. Hey there, listener. Matt here. If you like listening to Ben, Robin, Rofty, Joey, or myself, please consider supporting us at buymeacoffee.com slash securitized. Interested in training for CISSP, CCSP, CISM, SSCP, CCSK, boy, that's a lot of letters, or other InfoSec certifications, Go to Ben's website for all his training programs at wannabeacissp.com. That's spelled W-A-N-N-A-B-E-A-C-I-S-S-P.com. We are on Discord. Engage with us by searching for the channel wannabeacissp. Feedback or questions on what we discuss? Send a good old-fashioned email to ben at benmaliso.com. You may hear a shout-out or your feedback on a future show. We're all working professionals in the InfoSec industry, so feel free to link up with us on LinkedIn. Support Rofty's company and test drive their free firewall software called Portmaster, downloadable at their website, safing.io, spelled S-A-F-I-N-G dot I-O. Support Joey's company, Blue Edge Networks, at blueedgenetworks.com. And listen to Joey's podcast called Topic of Choice at topicofchoice.com. Join us on Reddit at slash r slash ssoi underscore fans. All opinions expressed in this podcast are personal and for entertainment purposes only. They do not necessarily reflect the opinions of our companies, affiliates, employers, guests, or even each other. No advice given here should be followed without consulting with a professional for any specific InfoSec situation you may experience. <laughs>